Welcome to City Limits. I'm Kevin. And I'm Ann. And uh, that was quite a meeting. Mm-hmm, it was. I think there was over 80 people on that call. 80 people. I know there were, I think, almost 400 people against it. Mm-hmm. And what we're talking about, folks, is the Imperial Terrace restaurant site on uh, 105C Street that Christopher Timmons, son of James Timmons, mm-hmm. uh, city solicitor, uh, wants to develop into, I think now it's 20? Yeah, it went from 34, never before anybody, just 34 is a number they threw out there back down to 24, down to 21 at the last public meeting, and now tonight it was 20. Right. I guess we're tightening up. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is at zoning, the zoning board of zoning, Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So do you have anything to say about that? Um, just, you know, when they, when they kicked it off, so zoning board of appeals for anybody who hasn't been on there, it's the zoning board of appeals takes the zoning laws that are on the books here in Quincy, the ordinances that are passed. And they, they look at it and try to figure out if the developer or the person, the homeowner is entitled to the variances that they're requesting. And they think, you know, that's their job. And you have to prove that there's a hardship. You have to prove that there's a need. And it's not just good enough to come in and say that you want to, you know, build 20 units in a, in a lot that should only have six. <laughs> so, um, and it kicked off with the attorney and Christopher Timmons. And they started off very defensive. Yes. Yeah, a little uh, defense. So Christopher Timmons, basically, he said something, and you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, but he kind of said that there was false accusations out there, and he didn't like what people were saying. Yeah, something like a couple of people were out there spreading misinformation. Misinformation. Meaning yeah. the leaders. Yeah. The people that rallied the neighborhood. And he was, he was quoting, he, basically, he was saying it was on Facebook, and that he some of these people are his friends, and he just felt like he was you know, being... Well, that's what he came back to. He came back and said at the end. But, but more importantly, he basically was letting everybody know that there was misinformation out there and he was there to correct it and you know he was standing up to the people who were opposition the opposition yeah <laughs> probably not yeah. the right not time to the do right it tactic to well, start out with i don't think certainly not with the optics of this particular project no no yeah. no developer should ever come and basically you know basically stand up and say i don't like what the neighbors are saying no matter what they're saying right. they're supposed to be there to you know present their case as to why they should why they should be awarded this why they should be awarded the, the what the their hardship is yeah. basically yeah and, and quite honestly improves, so. yeah and quite honestly them being you know tough is not really is not really a hardship <laughs> yeah so the neighbors well there were a couple of people or one person right yeah spoke in favor of it he doesn't live in Quincy doesn't live in Quincy I don't think his parents said did. it could be a Chick Fil A or something yeah I don't know I don't think Chick Fil A is coming to C Street or Quincy. <laughs> yeah, I wish we could, but you know, so far the uh, economic development team from Quincy has yet to give us anything really that great. Mm-hmm. Um, Chick Fil A is not that great, but <laughs> I know well, you're saying. <laughs> yeah, well, Boston just got one. Okay, so the biggest criticism out of the gate was uh, there was a neighbor on Virginia Road, I think Joe Connor, mm-hmm. um, taking a you have to take a right mm-hmm. out of that site yep. and basically have to go all the way down to. Ginger Betty's or even the convenience store, mm-hmm. which is even further down, and, and, and basically hang a Yui and come back. Mm-hmm. There's no... So basically, all of those side streets coming out of... When you, when you come out of Imperial Terrace, which is right next to the Fox and Hound, and right next to the police station and DBW, you can't take a left-hand turn. If, even if you could take a left-hand turn, it'd be very dangerous. The DBW, when you come out of the DBW area, they'll have a police officer in the end of the day to help direct traffic. So you have to take a right, and when you take that right, all the streets off of C Street that would you be able to take a left basically have no entry. They basically have signs up saying no entry into the neighborhood between these hours. 
So you have to bang a Yui and it's C street. They were talking about C street's like a major highway. And, yep. you, and you have to change, you have to make a UE. And they basically were trying to suggest that there's no accents in front of this unit. No, because the accents are down the street <laughs> when they're banging the UE. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if there are no accents yeah. near that site. Yeah. I mean, you can get stuck in traffic forever there. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't mean they're, they're badass. But. Yeah. But the neighbors are very concerned about, you know, it is, it is a dangerous area. And to add that, and to add residential units, you know, it's just, it's a dangerous area. That's what they right. were. Yeah. That many, you know. And then I think Kevin Gary, Gary spoke. Mm -hmm. He was probably one of the the leaders, I guess. Yeah, him and his wife Taryn. Yeah. So. Yeah. So he was one of the ones. I think he started the conversation, and he was concerned again about traffic and the, what was the hardship. Really, what's the hardship that's happening here? You know, developers are coming into the city of Quincy, and they're maximizing their profits in the city of Quincy, and they're being given the variances to do that, and. And, you know, they're not asking for a little, they're asking for a lot. They're asking for maximum capacity that they can get in there. And it, it's diminishing the, the neighborhoods that are there. And that's what Kevin was talking about. And he went as far as to say, you know, and if this does pass, the neighbor's willing to take them to court because it to shouldn't pass. To like he, he came back and said that, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And then there were a couple neighbors that uh, brought up that uh, they didn't like the opening salvo from the developer yeah no uh, yeah people were very they, basically they were, calling out the, the neighborhood uh and, mm -hmm. and one person brought up that uh he speaks like someone who is is connected mm -hmm. like yeah this is going through whether you like it or not yeah that's what it sounded like he was saying kind of that you know that he it was just really uncomfortable like to, to throw that out at the beginning of the meeting that you know disrespectfully yeah so and then some other neighbors brought up parking like mm -hmm. um I think Joe Murphy brought up, you know, Super Bowl or Thanksgiving mm -hmm. parking. They're going to be parking across the street. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So the one other thing that's interesting is they were saying that they only needed 1.75 worth of parking. And then they made their, the way they got their numbers for their parking, Kevin was like, well, it's six one bedroom units. So we only need one car for that bedroom. And then we have 14 two bedroom units. So we're going to give you two spaces for that. And then we're going to give you 0.25 for, for guests. Except for the zoning is very clear. It's 2.25 per dwelling unit. It doesn't matter if it's a one bedroom or a two bedroom. A dwelling unit is a dwelling unit. Yeah. And it's two It's two per unit plus 0.25 for a guest. And that would add up to 45 minimums. So they do need a variance for that, but they only had 44. I mean, they're getting close, but they... they yeah, and there was a neighbor that brought up a good point. Mm -hmm. like her and her husband started off in a, a one bedroom apartment, mm -hmm. and they both had jobs in different locations, so they needed two cars. So. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So to suggest that you only need one car in that one bedroom. Yeah, so Plus, it's kind of disingenuous. I see that a lot. I see them mm -hmm. skirting by on that a lot. And, mm -hmm. and the city just lets them do it. Yeah. And the thing is, is the zoning is very clear. And it's a code that's written in. And it got updated while I was on the council. It went from 1.75 plus 2.25 for guests to, because who has a 0.75 car, right? So they upped it to two. And that passed. And that's a crappy car. <laughs> it's not even, it's just, it's two cars per, per dwelling unit plus 0.25 for a guest per unit. So in this particular case, they need 45 spaces. They came back and they thought they didn't need a variance and they had 44. So they need a variance for that too. Yeah. And then Sauter, mm -hmm. uh, Marymount Association president, mm -hmm. um, who does a great job, has great events. He does. Um, just thought it was odd that they, they wouldn't even come and talk to the Marymount Association. Yeah, it's going to have an impact to everybody in that area. Yeah. And, you know, it's on C Street, but everybody, the U-turn and the, and the streets they'll be cutting down is the Marymount 
neighborhood, yeah. which he represents in the Neighborhood Association. Right. And I think, I mean, with developers, I think your best interest is to get your neighborhood on board. Yeah. So um, do you, to give this example again, this developer basically said, we didn't go to planning because you don't always have to go to planning. In fact, there was a development over in West Quincy next to the highway, next to an office building, which is the old Gridley Bryant building, next to Home Depot. And they went to they went and knocked on the doors of the four houses and they, they all said they weren't opposed to it. So nobody was opposed to it. They right. didn't go to planning and they got that passed. This had 80 people on the call plus 400 signatures of yeah. people who I mean, were against it. A couple of the people on the board brought up that this is... While they were there, this is like the most attended mm -hmm. meeting. Mm -hmm. So great job, Mary Mount. And Mark with all, also... With all valid points. Right. And Mark also had a problem with the opening statement. I mm -hmm. think a lot of people did. Mm -hmm. I was just surprised by it. I was just like, really? <laughs> He's going to start with that? And then Councillor McCarthy, um, I didn't really understand what he was saying, but I'm <laughs> really? not, not going to... I'm not saying anything bad about him. I just didn't understand. And then I think you, you, you of course brought up some of the points that we've been bringing up all along on the uh, last couple of shows anyways, right? Yeah. So I just went through it. Um, I, I felt like I, I, it felt like I needed to ground a few things for the neighbors. They were all saying the same thing, but basically the, the proposal has 27,500 square feet. They need 4,500 per dwelling unit. That means by right, they can build six units, not six units per floor because they can have up to three floors, six units total. And they're looking for, remember, 34 is originally now, they're down to 20. That's still three times the size that they are allowed to build by right. That's a lot. It's a lot in that area. And the other thing is I said about the parking and then the traffic. And one of the things that was interesting is they had a traffic engineer there tonight. And this is not meant to be a shot at anybody, but Mr. Gillen used to be the traffic um, engineer for the city of Quincy right. underneath the Sheets administration. And underneath the Coke administration, which means yeah. he works side by side with Solicitor Timmons. Right. And I remember him in meetings. Yeah. And this is, you know, he, he does do this as he does this as, you know, as he has his own consulting business now and he's been to other meetings. But, you know, the city of Quincy has changed drastically since he's been. But even he admitted there were a couple of problems. Oh. Like, <laughs> really? He did. He said it would be, he said it's not ideal. This is yeah, not ideal. Like, okay. But but still, he's, you know, they, they could have brought in anybody, but they brought in, you know, they, this is, this optically right. looks no, bad. It's, like, it's a city solicitor. And now we're going to bring back somebody who used to work for this administration next to the city solicitor to say that there's it's no traffic very problems. Tight circle of connected yeah. folks. And he's saying there's that basically he's saying, well, you know, yeah, it's not that bad. And you, you know, I had to look at it three times to make sure that it, you know, I could make it work. But, but it's not. It wasn't. A, I don't think it was a strong, strong yeah. um, thing for traffic. No, and, and I just want to go back. Mark did bring up a point that the counselor, I mean, the the developer is trying to look like a hero now, but they've known all along that it wasn't going to be thirty. Four units? Mm -hmm. Is that what they started with? Yeah. He said this is very common right. that you see developers come in with a very large number. And, you know, they did it up at Hospital Hill. You know, we're going to have mm. 600 units and we'll end up with 400. Still 400 is way too much, but you might feel better about it at the end of the day. So they they um, they they over-exaggerate what they're going to do and yeah. they know they're going to get pushed back and then they come back and cut it in half. So 34 down yeah. to 20 when they should only have like, six. Wow, the developers really working with us. They're not working with you. They're They're maximizing and that's one of the things that I said, their hardship doesn't mean capitalism is a hardship, you know, to make the yeah. most money that they possibly can out of a site is not a hardship. Right. I don't, I'm not here in the city of Quincy to maximize any developer's pocketbook. 
I'm here to make sure that we can all coexist together. And that's my job as a counselor. Yeah, and to preserve a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And to I preserve mean, a neighborhood. Neighborhoods are under attack. And I'm certainly not against development, but I'm certainly against developers who think that they come in and, you know, you know, be you know, tough on the tough on the front end of it and, and then Right. So then it came back after the opposition spoke, mm-hmm. uh, Chris Timmons came back and apologized. <laughs> yep. Um, basically said he was only talking about two people or a couple people. He might have been talking about me. <laughs> I don't know. And then the lawyer sort of said, you know, this was a great neighborhood and all these people coming out and stuff. So <laughs> kind of blowing smoke, I guess, a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things I had a problem with too is that Council McCarthy in the newspaper sounded like he was completely against it and for right. the neighbors. And when he did speak, he was very neutral on to where he stood. He didn't really say if he was for it or against uh, it. Uh, uncommon thing with no. crazy politicians. So, you know, right very much. Yeah. Well, it, when they get their newspaper quote, it's very tough. But then when it comes down to actually having to support whatever they're supporting, they kind of go very neutral on you. Right. And this was, you know, and, and some of the signatures they got were just electronic signatures. They weren't really signatures. It was an Excel spreadsheet of people saying they were in opposition. So Brian Riddell said they couldn't take those names. But the point is, is that anybody who's heard, anybody who knows about this project, they're against it. There's an 80-year-old man that lives in the Marymount area that was driving around last weekend with his window down, talking to anybody who would talk to him, letting them know about the Imperial Terrace and that they need to go to this meeting. Right. And he's not digitally savvy enough to go to it. So thank you to him for doing it as well. I like his method, though. I do. I like his method. He was just driving around yelling at anybody that was walking in the streets. But that's telling you something yeah, about art. Yeah. Um, and then if we get go to the vote, Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. I, so before we go to the vote, I, I did uh, question this. I, I pushed back and said, you know, anything over three units is supposed to go to the planning board. And, right. you know, it was in the paper just recently saying that, um, and I'm going to forget who said it, but they said that there's no state law that says this has to go to the planning board. Well, there's no state law, but we, the city of Quincy, put a planning board together so that we could have these types of developments, anything over three units, multi-unit developments, go before the planning board and have a site review have a peer review of the traffic. You know, there was, there's, there's, you know, there's a value to what the planning board is, but now they're telling us, well, there's no real method of that. It can go to any, it can go to any direction. So does that mean that, you know, Fox Rock can skip planning and go right and get their zoning now? I mean, that was Robert Stevens, deputy planning director mm-hmm. for Quincy. For Quincy. So, so what I'd really like to know is now we don't have any rules for how people actually have to develop in the city of Quincy. But before, you know, it, you know, I've been to planning boards, I've been to zoning boards where they'll say, does this go to planning board? And they're saying, well, it's up to you, Council Mahoney, you have to set the rules. Well, the administration was the one who introduced a planning board in the first place. Right. So it's very convenient that this administration with city solicitor Timmons, that his project optically skips planning board and goes to zoning. And the zoning board tells us that there's no rules for which way it goes. Right. And then we get to the vote after 80 people and 400 signatures. Yeah, but I, I think we touched upon this. I just want to go back to it. Uh, Kevin Gary mm-hmm. um, did speak again and, and said that uh, the neighborhood was prepared to bring it to land court. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Riddell didn't want to hear it, but he allowed it to kind of go through um, that he, statement. He allowed the statement. He said that we haven't even taken a vote yet. Right. And, you know, we're not there and we're, we don't have to, you know, that's not, it's not their place to entertain those types yeah. of things. However, you know, the the reality of it is, is that zoning board, the zoning variances are granted and there's specific things that they have to hit and hardship is one of them. And if this goes, if this was to pass, it went to, it went to land court, there's a good chance that the neighborhood would win 
But this is a this is a zoning. This is a city that favors developers. Right. So if we go to the vote, mm -hmm. um, they had their, a chance to comment. Mm -hmm. uh, Marty Aikens, the chair and co-chair Mike Covias were not there. So I think Bri they were on vacation. Brian Riddell was, was chairing it. Yeah, chairing it. Um, and he did a good job. There's a lot a of people. There's a lot of people on this call. So it sounded like he wasn't for it or against it. Mm -hmm. He wanted to hear what the other uh, members said, which is the right thing to do. As you're the chairing the meeting, you should not be giving your opinion right. as to which side you you need to be. You need to make that decision after everybody else speaks. Then you because because you could lead the vote if you actually did it the other way. But that I thought that was fair when he went around listened to all of his other members. Yep, and then Mr. O'Brien uh, was concerned with that right turn and people turning around. Mm -hmm. Wanted to go to city planning. Mm -hmm. Mr. Chin actually worked there, mm -hmm. and he would not vote for it. Mm -hmm. And then Mr. Himmel didn't want to set precedent precedent for. Um, yeah, that was another big concern mm -hmm. for grumpy whites. Mm -hmm. Even the fox. Mm -hmm. I mean, even the fox and hound maybe somewhere down the line. Sure, it ginger could Betty's. be just a. It could be Quarry Street. It could be ginger. <laughs> Maybe those, not as high and not yeah. as dense, but all of those buildings could potentially go up for sale because it could maximize their investment if right. they were to sell them. Yep. Yeah, and I'm not meaning to scare people with Quarry Street. I don't think it would be like that, but you get the idea. Mm -hmm. And then Mr. Frankel um, was concerned with that turn again, mm -hmm. and he's and he said the reality is people are, people are going to do that. They're going to go down there and, and do the UE, and and uh, it's going to be problems. So mm -hmm. so they all wanted to see it. Go back to planning <laughs> where it should have gone in the first place. Right. And and there was some Mr. Riddell and he said he didn't know who this would fall under, but he wanted to see that there was some procedure set in the future that it would go to planning or wherever and then go to zoning. Yeah. And that was a you know, basically a law in the books. Yeah. Well, it would be an ordinance in the books. But right. the but you know, the thing is is this is how it normally goes. It normally goes to planning. That has always been the case. They normally go. There are some that get by. But this one, I have to highlight just one more time, Kevin. This isn't Joe Schmo developer that's doing 20. This is city solicitor Jim Timmons, our lawyer for the city of Quincy, yeah. who last night at city council was talking about, you know, whether something should have zoning or not have zoning, you know, <laughs> and he's now saying that he has nothing to do with yeah. zoning. He's working with Jay Duger about zoning. And then he's now saying, yeah. you know, I don't have anything to do with it. I'm not, I'm just the major investor on this project. My it, son's going to be the speaker. So, you know, if it's, you know, you can say that it's not, it's, it doesn't break any ethic violations, but it looks and appears and it doesn't look optically correct. And he skipped planning. Right. And he wasn't introduced as part of their team. Nope. Mm -mm. Nope. But I have a challenge for some reporters out there. Maybe you could ask the mayor what he thinks of his city solicitor being a developer. Mm. Yeah. I don't think he has a problem with anybody being a developer. Maybe not. Maybe know. we could ask: Is the mayor and you know is anybody else in That's an my, LLC? My question for the mayor: What do you think of your city solicitor being a developer? I would say anybody that's in the senior leadership are they part of an LLC in development right. in the City of Quincy? Yeah, because you know everybody seems to be getting rich except for the taxpayers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I think that does it on that issue. So we're going to be back in planning and then zoning basically oh, set sometime in March. We'll March 22nd is. Yes. <laughs> so they pushed it out to March 22nd to give them time to go to planning. So, yeah. so this does not go away. It just is, it gets punted done and now it goes to planning. Yeah. So the same neighborhood Please. opposition will have to go out and actually speak at that. There'll be a public hearing at planning 
And when it goes back to zoning, they should be allowed to have another public commentary. Yeah. Please mm-hmm. stay diligent because mm-hmm. that doesn't mean anything that it's going back to plan. Right? And that is stay diligent across the city, not just for this project, for any project that's happening in your area that you feel that you was it's not the right thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So the next issue, Anne, is mm-hmm. the tax rate. Mm-hmm. So last night at city council, we had a couple of we had a couple of ordinances that went through too. So we had one in regards to um, whether to, to have a permit in front of um, public spaces in Quincy Quincy development areas, such as like the Adams um, Hancock Adams Tavern, and then also Hancock Adams Park. Sorry, it's not a tavern. <laughs> and then the other one was for Kilroy. Um, so if you're a for-profit, you'll have to take a permit out and pay a small fee. And if you're a nonprofit, you might have to take a permit out and just put a put it on the calendar. And then second to that, if you are just, if you're protesting or if you're, you know, you're doing any kind of standards, you don't have to do it. It's, it's okay for public people to go out and do public things, you know, taking photos for weddings, it's fine. And the second ordinance was in regards to um, fire safety and um, how the buildings are being built in Quincy because it's creating um, some you know, concern for the, the fire department and what they're having to go in. They want to have a plaque on the buildings to let them know what kind of how the buildings are being built. Mm-hmm. And then finally, we had the public hearing for our tax rate, which nobody came out to speak. So so the owners of an average single-family home in Quincy will see property tax bills rise about $230 next year after mm-hmm. a last-minute, after a few last-minute cuts to the city budget totaling $4.5 million. And that's from the Patriot Ledger, mm-hmm. Mary Whitfield, this morning. So... For just for the two cuts, one was for $3.4 million for health care. And they're saying it's because a lot of people were not having um, elective surgery in the city of Quincy. So that's a really big number. And my question was, you know, uh, if they have them in the spring, you know, will that be a problem? But it seems that 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 seems like a really, really big number. And I proved it because it's a cut. I'll take any cut that they have. And the other one was for $1.5 million. And it was for encumbrances that they did not actually have to pay out. So the concerns that I have about those types of things, Kevin, is normally we wouldn't see those and they would just kind of miraculously show up in free cash or some other way. But they made those cuts last night. Right. You approved the cut. You didn't approve the uh, tax rate increase. Yeah, because I had a question in regards to the um, pension obligation bond. They put the pension obligation bond into the city, which I didn't approve. It was for 30 years. And they had a debt service line of $9.5 million in our budget. And when they gave us the the um, pension obligation bond, they made it seem as though that was the debt service payment, and they never they never um, told us it was for only interest only. They made it seem it was for interest and principal at the time. And the state, um, so what happens with a pension bond? Once it got approved from the city council, I didn't approve it for thirty years. It goes to accounting and finance at the state, and then makes a recommendation, and then it goes over to get approved at the house and the senate. Um, the accounting and finances at the state did not approve the 30-year bond. They approved an 18-year bond, which originally, this is what the city council was going to vote on. It was a 20-year bond. But um, Mr. Walker and city solicitor Timmons spoke to an expert and said 30 years would be a better marketable rate for the city of Quincy. It would get us a better rate. And they budgeted for 30 years. And the state came back and said, "Uh uh-uh, Quincy, you can't have it, but you can have 18 years. And that is actually good for the taxpayers because it's actually going to be, um, you'll pay down that debt much faster and um, you'll save a lot of money and you'll definitely save money of interest over the long period of time. But it's not necessarily good in the sense that they were trying to spread those payments out over 30 years. Because they want to spend a lot more money. Because they want to spend more like, That's my theory. They want to spend a lot more money. But, you know, the other thing is they budgeted um, in a way that they had $9.5 million in that debt service line. And when I asked that question to Mr. Mason, he said, 
that's interest only, which that's a lot of interest, even at $30 million. And I said, well, you know, it's, it's now at 18 years, we, you know, 30 you know, interest only would be probably close to, I was guessing somewhere around $6 million and you'll have about three and a half million dollars left. Where will that go? And it will go into, um, it will, it will basically be pulled and go into the fund and go into free cash next year. So, so unfortunately that $3 million could have been a tax cut if it was budgeted correctly. And we did 20 years as opposed to 30 years. Um, that number would have come down probably. And um, it's artificially, what I like to say, it's artificially inflated. But we won't know. They actually set the rate today, the day after the, they approved. I can't approve something that we don't know what the rate is. Right. So, so we approved something last night, not knowing what the pension obligation rate was going to be, what how the impact was going to be for the ta- to the taxpayers. And um, I was the only one that had that question, but you know that's okay. Yeah. Um, so it was multiple. Re- I also didn't. I didn't approve the um, the budget last June. So when I don't approve the budget because. They didn't have, um, they're doing Forsberg Golf Course, and they didn't really have a, a plan for that either. So there's a lot of reasons why this budget's kind of wonky. Does this constrain his spending at all since so not 30 years? It's going to be, um, I think it will be interesting because we don't have the numbers. So I asked, so today I asked Mr. Mason for, um, for not just for myself, but for all of the, my fellow colleagues, I was asking for the payment schedule for that bond, what the rate is, and to bring it out through the full 18 years, showing the principal and interest. Um, the interest only payment that they'll make at the end of June and the interest and principal payment that they'll make because they make two payments a year in December. I want that broken up for the full 18 years. And I think on the podcast this morning on Joe Catalano's show, um, Mayor Koch was suggesting that the state might even push it out further than 2039, that all that's all communities have to have to go to that payment schedule. That's why they only approved 18 years for Quincy, mm-hmm. which was what I was saying back um, when we were doing this pension obligation bond conversations. But the mayor suggested that they might push it out, you know, further, but we'll be locked into a bond. So they would have to refinance that bond if that was the case, if we got to go out further. But, you know, that's a long, that's a long, it's, it's going to strap somebody at some point when, you know. Strap a, another mayor. Yeah. Well, the, if they keep spending the way, because, you know, the, the suggestion is that you're paying that $230 for all the great services that we have in Quincy. You know, your roads, your this, your that, and everything trash else. Trash pickup. But the but and there's reason why we can't give the taxpayers of the city of Quincy any relief on their taxes because of all the great services. Well, we right. can't give you relief on your taxes because of all the great spending we're doing, and it's not Maybe just. Maybe they'll do that with the surplus. Yeah, not not even no, not even. Um, so the thing is, it's not that it's not just the budgetary spending and the people that they have on the. You know, we put in, we're putting employees on in the COVID money. We're putting employees right. in the diff money, and when we say employees, employees were getting you know pension money and. Healthcare, they should be in the general fund. They shouldn't be in because you're paying credit card fees for those. But on top of it, you know, there, there's a lot of pet projects that are going on. We had we're going to pull that that list back again because we have a yeah. marina. We have a marina now. We have the work. We golf have course. A, we have a golf course. Well, we have we have the Monroe Building, and we we have a potential for you know a college that you know you know even if 100 percent of our kids went to Quincy College, you shouldn't be paying for a college because you, it's not it's not a requirement. If you if you don't have to go to planning board <laughs> to show me what you're doing for development, you don't have to pay for a college because it's not required by state or federal law to actually educate college kids in the city of Quincy. <laughs> it's not. Okay. I just mean that we you educate people from K to 12 for public education. Right. Um, Post secondary education is not paid for by taxpayers in the city of Quincy. Right. I did want to get to this other story, but I don't think we have time. And it's kind of a big one. How Quincy went from a blue-collar haven to one of the state's most expensive places to live by Mary Woodfield, the Patriot Ledger. But I think we have to maybe hit that the next show. Okay. 
And then just a quick note, um, I guess Quincy is getting uh, 19,000 free at home COVID testing kits. And I'll just read this quick because mm-hmm. I, I think they're, they're being released tomorrow. Quincy is set to receive nearly 19,002 test kits Tuesday or Wednesday. The city will distribute them for free through the health department, the city's housing authority, and community partners that work primarily with low-income residents. Mm-hmm. Um, we're happy the state is doing the program, but there are things to be unhappy about, too, said Mark Castley, Quincy Health Commissioner. I was hoping for more tests. We're a city of 100,000. This is a good start, and maybe... There will be more kits in the future, and that's through a program from from the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, they released it to, I think, over 100 communities, uh, Rockland and Halifax and Randolph being the other social communities. And so are- uh, contact your the health department mm-hmm. tomorrow or, or maybe check the website, yeah. quincymass.gov. Those um, tests are expensive, yeah. so... You know, if you're if you're on a budget and you go to CVS, I think it's like twenty five dollars for two, or you can get one for ten dollars. But it's they're expensive and they're good to have just because there's a lot. It's right. You know, you want to be able to test. So I think that does it for this week on the show, and and uh, we'll do another one next week. I didn't want to talk about politics, though. I want to talk about Christmas. We'll talk about <laughs> Christmas. Well, you got excited at the zoning boards. Yeah. So <laughs> no listeners' mail. I didn't reach out. <laughs> no what? I don't have any listeners' mail. I didn't reach out. No, I know. But we didn't have time. So. Slacking. <laughs> Let's get our Christmas shopping started in. Uh, <laughs> so we'll, we'll see you next week on City Limits. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Bye.